Hi, everyone. Welcome to Narcissism Recovery Podcast. My name is Jess Epstein. I'm a narcissistic abuse life coach, and today I'll be talking about the borderline personality disorder. So the wildly misunderstood and often misdiagnosed uh, personality disorder, um, oftentimes those who come to therapy who are struggling with managing their emotions uh, and having difficulty in relationships are given this disorder, uh, this borderline personality disorder label. But ultimately what hap- what's happening underneath the, the surface with these individuals is that there is uh, a fear of abandonment, the abandonment wound. Now, the abandonment wound is not necessarily going to lead to borderline personality disorder, but in the, in the case of somebody who is severely wounded in this way, there will be a certain sense of emotional dysregulation, a uh, feeling of unsafe with, within one's own life and needing others to keep them uh, feeling safe. So the borderline, according to Marshall Linehan, who's a specialist in BPD, describes it as having like a, a sort of a, a third-degree burn uh, over 90% of their body, lacking emotional skin, they feel agony at the slightest touch or movement. So these individuals are very raw. They're very um, sensitive to criticism and, and, and feelings of slight as well as potential abandonment or feeling rejected. So when they do feel rejected, these wounds of childhood, the abandonment wounds get tripped up, they will turn on the individual who tripped them up, which is usually the, the, the partner of the, of the borderline patient, of the borderline individual. So borderline personality disorder individuals usually team up or I should say pair up with narcissistic individuals because they're looking for a sense of safety and they find that safety in narcissistically abusive individuals, creating this sort of dysfunctional toxic bond where the narcissist will play into their own sense of entitlement by controlling the borderline. The borderline will play into their sense of needing safety and to be controlled by this narcissistic individual because of their fear of being alone and rejected. So the, um, the narcissist will offer safety um, and will offer a, a sense of, of, of really uh, feeling like, like they can trust, uh, they can be trusted, which allows the borderline to feel uh, safe. But the possibility of facing separation or rejection by this by a partner, regardless of their narcissistic or not, will create will trigger off these wounds and create very self-destructive, self-harming uh, uh, behaviors and thoughts and, and patterns, uh, relationship patterns, potentially suicidal thinking, creating very chaotic dynamics where the victims, uh, I should say, the partners of, of borderlines, the family members are forced to walk on eggshells to manage and not trip up these these wounds these extremely painful feelings for fear of sending this uh, emotionally dysregulated individual into a tirade, into a spiral downward of emotional chaos. When entering into a relationship with a borderline, there, there is going to be a certain sense of clinginess. Uh, borderlines uh, will want to know that their partners are loyal. They may test them continuously without ever really trusting their partners because of their inability to trust people in general um, because of their fear of being abandoned again. They will oftentimes become very close very quickly, which pulls victims in uh, to the relationship, you know, with a lot of excitement. There'll be a sense of closeness and feeling like you finally reached this incredible level, high level of connection and, and, and deep intimacy. But ultimately speaking, it it is followed up by extreme lows and feeling uh, separated. And, and, and uh, the borderline patient will uh, obviously be riddled with this fear of losing that connection further pulling the victims into the relationship and clinging to them, which creates an extreme, really, uh, dysfunction and, and, and pain within the victims uh, who are pulled into this relationship because they can never 
really uh, let go. They can never really feel calm because they're constantly managing these incredibly painful emotions of the borderline patient. They will feel that the, the, the partner they're with doesn't care enough, doesn't give enough, appreciate them in return, uh, and they'll quickly switch from love to hate to anger, um, really destroying the partner's uh, communication and, and ultimately the dynamics. Uh, and, and oftentimes those who are in a relationship with a borderline will lose themselves and feel like they've given and given and, and feel like maybe they can even give more to finally gain the trust of the borderline, eventually oftentimes losing themselves to the relationship giving all they possibly can uh, and not finally allowing the borderline patient to let go and trust. With borderlines, there are extremely high levels of suicide rates. Uh, they become very self-destructive. Um, they become, they harm themselves, they harm others, uh, and they can flip to a tirade at, at, at even the slightest uh, hint of being um, rejected and, 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 uh, and, and really uh, abandoned, uh, how they see it, they perceive it's perceived, so it's really nothing. It's really nothing that could be done on the part of the partners of borderlines because it has nothing to do with the partner. It has much more to do with the perceptions and the wounds within the borderline patient. So, because this is such a wildly misdiagnosed, uh, I wanted to go through some of the characteristics. Characteristics according to the DSM-5, which is the Diagnostic Statistics Manual, which is the determining of what of the of an individual's mental illness and condition and uh, diagnosis. So the, fo the following five or more of the following must be uh, experienced in order to get this diagnosis. Uh, the first is a desperate effort to avoid real or imagined abandonment. Uh, as we discussed, there's an extreme desire to escape anything that uh, we even hint to them that, that they're being abandoned. And this only gets worse over time as they sort of lock their victims into a prison, a routine of, of forcing them to protect them from life itself, from feeling their feelings. Um, and there certainly is an aspect of narcissism to the borderline. Uh, there many times could be both a, a borderline individual who has very emotional dysregulation, but also has a borderline a narcissistic defenses, where if you do actually cross them and leave them and abandon them, they will turn on you and make you an enemy and narcissistically abuse or try to uh, destroy those who, who do actually leave the relationship with the borderline. Uh, there'll be a pattern of unstable relationships, switching from extreme uh, extremes of admiration and hatred. So you see this emotional dysregulation, highs and lows, uh, creating extreme chaos within relationships. Uh, they'll have difficulties with self-perception. Uh, borderlines don't see themselves as worthy. Uh, they see themselves as gross, disgusting, and not even worthy of the good that they get, uh, which also leads them to strive to get any form of love uh, to mask these negative feelings. So there'll be an unstable self-image. There'll be at least there'll be an impulsivity in at least two areas that are potentially self-damaging. Uh, these include spending, uh, sex, substance abuse, reckless driving, or binge eating. Uh, so this is where you see uh, extreme addiction. Uh, you'll see perhaps even threats of, of suicide. You find borderlines will, will will threaten the family members that if they do leave them, they will commit suicide. So you see that uh, as well. Uh, repeated suicidal behavior and threats or self-harm. So yeah, you, you'll see this. Um, with borderlines that, that they are more than willing to destroy themselves, uh, which creates horror within the children, family members, partners of this individual because they will want to step in and save the borderline from themselves, uh, which, which again, pulls them into this dysfunction, uh, really placing them in a, in, a, in, a, in a state of trying to constantly help and save the borderline from themselves. Uh, there will be erratic mood swings. So that's another symptom. Uh, chronic feelings of emptiness and uh, feeling unseen, extreme anger and difficulty 
or difficulty controlling anger. So you'll see the borderlines are very easily angered, and when they anger, they enter into a, a sort of a narcissistic rage, uh, where they will um, where they will want to um, make others pay for what they're feeling. Uh, lastly, the the last symptom here is temporary stress-related paranoid ideation or dissociative symptoms. Um, so this is this is certainly uh, certainly common where uh, they'll feel like others are out to get them. They'll look constantly looking out for threats. Uh, those who are not a threat are dismissed, devalued, and discarded from from any type of attention and, and, and connection. But those who are uh, a threat need to be eliminated, fought, and and seen as the other and seen as the bad guy. So, as you can imagine, being in a relationship with a borderline patient, if you have not been in one, uh, it's it's certainly um, difficult to understand. But when you have been in one, you can you, you certainly are aware of the dynamics that create extreme chaos and dysfunction and do not allow for true connection and intimacy because there's always a threat. There's always fear uh, that, that whatever is will fall apart. And then the borderline patient will oftentimes take extreme measures to protect themselves from the threat that does not truly exist. It is oftentimes perceived. How to heal from having this personality disorder is, is you know, a clinician, therapist, psychologist, and psychiatrists find that this is one of the most difficult personality disorders to, to process, uh, I should say, help the individual process uh, and heal from because of its difficulty to allow for trust and vulnerability. Uh, the borderlines are very lacking of trust. They feel others are untrustworthy, which for, for good reason they have been violated and mistreated in childhood and abandoned, usually by a primary caregiver who lacked empathy and was narcissistic themselves, whether they're an alcoholic or a narcissistic abuser. So in order to, to help the uh, somebody recover from BPD, um, it, it, the first step that needs to happen is the borderline patient person themselves needs to uh, sort of own up to their themselves. They need to self-reflect. Now, because of their battered sense of self, self-reflection can be terrifying, uh, which keeps them, again, running away from themselves. And this has a narcissistic aspect to it uh, because they are simply on a, on a, on a, on a lifetime escape from facing their feelings and facing these negative painful feelings but there is going to need a, there's going to desperately need uh, the first step of, of facing oneself and facing one's wounds if this cannot happen chances are the borderline patient will not be able to heal and change so if you are in a relationship with a borderline uh, individual and you are hoping that you can stick around and, and change them do enough and be enough for them chances are they will not because there's nothing you can do in order for them to heal they need to choose it within themselves a big, big first step. Oftentimes, those who are in a relationship are holding on to a hope and a prayer that they will finally come around, but it cannot happen unless they firstly take that first step uh, towards towards taking responsibility for their wounds, um, taking uh, responsibility for their emotions, understanding their impact on others, uh, taking steps towards self-care and connecting with, with others and themselves in an authentic way. Uh, these are all steps that need to be taken by the borderline personality disordered uh, individual who's suffering greatly, but ultimately cannot be helped if they are not willing to help themselves. Uh, what happens oftentimes is that borderlines turn narcissistic uh, because what, what, what the borderline is, is like a, uh, is like a jello. You know, I know it's kind of a silly example, but they really don't have a strong sense of self. So after a while of trying to get their needs met and their, their, their really chaotic inner state of, 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 of without having that strong sense of self, they might, harden and become so in despair of ever getting their needs met, they become extremely narcissistic. So the, the, the borderline uh, 
disorder oftentimes is a prerequisite to becoming 100% and totally uh, narcissistic, um, which is why you see a lot of similarities between the borderline uh, personality disorder and then the narcissistic uh, personality disorder individual. Um, so I hope this resonated with you. And if you're in a relationship with somebody who's struggling with BPD or has not been diagnosed, but you are finding that these symptoms are present, uh, please understand that is, uh, it is not your fault. You are not uh, responsible for fixing or healing someone else. Uh, everyone is responsible for themselves. That being said, uh, there certainly are things you can do. And the first thing is not enable the borderline. You don't want to be there to keep them safe from life. They need to take steps to heal themselves and take responsibility for their life. Um, so if, if you are in a relationship with them, uh, do understand that there is there are sometimes sometimes you do need to remove yourself from the situation for your own safety and for your own well-being. As difficult as they might, might sound, because your own emotional health could deteriorate slowly if you are not uh, if you are in a relationship with a borderline uh, patient. So I hope this resonated with you. And if you are struggling, uh, if you are suffering from this disorder, uh, please do reach out. Um, I work with many patients who are, who are suffering from the abandonment wound, uh, and it's certainly healable, and it's certainly something that can be worked with. Uh, so do reach out if you're in a relationship with somebody who, or you are a survivor of childhood of a parent who had this disorder and there's this, these wounds that need to be healed. Please do reach out. love to help you along your healing journey. I can be reached at YITS. That's Y-I-T-Z at psychologicalhealingcenter.com. And um, please do like and share this podcast so others can be aware and understand the dynamics at play with this, this disorder. Thank you guys and all the best.